This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And we are back with another episode of Post Post Game. I'm the host for tonight, Fleming M. With us tonight, we have Kyle. We have Alley Cat, who we're going to talk a little bit about later. We have the Kish. We have the one and only P-Lace, Pam. And joining us back again on PPG is one of the founding fathers, the OGs of Lauer After Hours, Steak Sauce. What up, my man? What is up? Thanks for having me back, guys. I miss y'all. Of course. We weren't really – it wasn't really up for debate, like, hey, do we accept him or not? I think it was uh, more (laughs) of us being happy that you were back. Um, well, first, I think happy anniversary to Lauer After Hours, to you, to Eric, and to everybody else that started this from scrap day one, where I think the other three, four, five of us, um, you know, we joined along this journey and happy to have joined along. But a year ago today was the first Zoom. Stay, take it away and just kind of walk through what that Zoom uh-huh. was. And honestly, I didn't know that was the first Zoom until earlier today without giving details. So I'm actually way more curious than I'm, I usually pretend to be when I throw this around. Yeah, uh, one year ago we had a Zoom that kind of like birthed this whole whole little hour after hours thing, and uh, it, it, that came from a group chat. There's a stage where Norby, uh, the story came out in the New York Times, and Norby didn't like Levitard's fit or something at ESPN. So there was a few of us in a group chat that was basically just titled "Bleep Norby," and this was you know a couple months into the pandemic. We we're all bored at home. We we're like, hey, let's try to get a Zoom call together, all of us, and get to know each other and bullshit and talk about the show. And um, it went for like five hours. <laughs> I got so drunk too, man, because I started drinking mimosas, and we were just pounding them and shooting the shit and getting to know each other. Uh, so this this was a five-hour Zoom with just a few of you. Who was all there? It was uh, – I know Steve Arduini was there, um, the mayor of Cartersville, Georgia. Matt Santini was there. Uh, Eric, my current fan account, was there. John in Miami was there. Um, the guys from Guillermo Mafia were there. I just kind of reached out to people that I kind of like already interacted with on Twitter a little bit or people I know. Morgan was there. I think I want to say Morgan was there because I feel like Morgan was like one of my first like actual like Twitter Levitardian friends. Um, but yeah, so we got to Zoom together and I just kind of like, I thought it'd be cool to like try to get some like special guests. So I just like, I just reached out. I was like, hey, I, let me be on Billy Gill and see if he could just hop on and say hi. Let me reach out to AJ Gutierrez, see if he'd like say hi. Was this before um, or after the mimosas? This was before the mimosas. Okay. Okay. This was, I planned, I actually planned this. It wasn't like spur of the moment, you know, I was like, hey, we're doing this Zoom at this time. If he just hop on for like five minutes and say hi, like it'd mean the world to everybody. Because at that point, none of us had been on a Zoom with these people. You know, they were just like these people that we heard on the show and saw on TV that we loved, you know. So like Izzy Gutierrez popping into your to your Zoom screen at that point was like, holy shit, that's Izzy, you know. And of course he was shirtless, which I almost fainted. That might have been from the mimosas too, but. Um, I, I, I would blame the majority of that on Izzy without a shirt than mimosas. I don't <laughs> care how many mimosas you had. So, mm-hmm. but when y'all did that, did you have to change the group name or did you keep it as it was, Bleep Norby? 
I well, the name of the group chat was Bleep Norby. I don't think they had a name for the Zoom. It was just oh, okay, whatever. Okay. Like I just didn't link up. It was just like the group chat was Bleep Norby. Got it. But uh, I, I don't think know. Billy, Billy, and Izzy and Sarah didn't know it was like it came from a Bleep Norby chat. You know, I did. I just, I phrased it as a bunch of us Levitar Show fans are getting together just to like shoot the shit on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever day it was. Was this before or after you guys were callers into the Lauer? Some of you were. And either either Schmucks. Yeah, this is shit. That's a good question. I think it's post dinner for Schmucks because I think that made me feel more comfortable reaching out to people. Because mm-hmm. I kind of like so I had been on a Zoom with Billy before then. Okay, see, I get my timelines all screwed up. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's post dinner for Schmucks. But um, yeah, so Easy came, Billy came, uh, Sarah Spain, Heckler Brad joined. I think the highlight was Billy brought Allison. I don't know if anybody's – I think that's the only Zoom she's ever been on, as far as I know, with, with us anyway. Just generally yeah. knowing Allison, I, I imagine you're right. No, she has but, never uh, come back. We've invited her, but she has not come on another yeah. Zoom with us. She I, she seemed to have, have fun, and she was, like, she was laughing and joking. Her and Billy were going at it, and I was, like, so cool to see. But at one point, Billy just dropped off. Like, he didn't say he was leaving. I just noticed he wasn't there anymore. But it took Allison about 45 minutes before she noticed. So I was like, DM with Billy. He's like, sorry, I had to go, man. And I was like, dude, Allison is still here. Should I tell her that you left? And he's like, no, no, no. Give her like another half hour. <laughs> of course. And then so Allison's talking, and then I just kind of like throw it out there. I was like, oh, wow, Billy's gone. And then Allison doesn't say anything. She's just like, okay, I got to go, guys. Bye. <laughs> this is gone. <laughs> like, That's the moment Allison decided to leave Billy in the show. Yeah, I think so. I think it's our fault. <laughs> but it was just cool to get to know everybody, and that was kind of like the precursor of this whole thing and, like, what we've done in the past year. Like, I never knew it turned into a podcast, but I always like the idea of getting to know these people. I don't have any friends in real life that get the show. And I walk around quoting the show constantly, and people look at me like I'm stupid, you know? Or I wear a shirt with Tim Kirkton on it that says Tom, and they're like, isn't his name Tim? And I'm like, yeah, you don't get the show. And they're like, what show? And I'm like, yeah, the Gaffy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? So I like the idea of reaching out and making, you know, like, friends on the internet. Internet friends are real friends. So I just thought it was cool to, like, just reach out and get to know these people. And uh, I never knew it turned into this, man, the people we've interviewed and, like, how big it got. And I was signing with Blue Wire and everything. It's just it's insane to me. So just, like... I was going through my memories or my IG story and that popped up. I was like, holy shit, it's been a year. That's crazy. What a year it has been. Yeah, it is insane to think you in 12 months ago. And a lot of us saw it from the sidelines, and I don't say that with any negative emotion. Like, you know, Twitter is Twitter. You slowly get to know who people are as you join, and you only join most people because of the show. And watching it, yeah, it was just crazy to see how it slowly became. And we, I remember, and I'm sure others do, start seeing guests start to come on more and more. I was like, oh, wow. This just happened over Twitter. So, yeah, you're right. It was amazing. And with the guest, and I know a lot of people hinted on other get-to-know-your Lower Rangers, the friendships. Seems like the easy answer that we're supposed to say. But it is true in most scenarios where it's crazy how how many friendships were built off of uh, you, a bunch of mimosas, and just hopping on a Zoom and seeing who would hop on. <laughs> we appreciate your efforts. Ain't nothing wrong with day drinking. I think the way we hyped it up on Twitter, because everybody had such a good time on that Zoom, that as soon as we got off, we we're all just tweeting at each other, like, that was so awesome, thank you, thank you, that was so much fun. And then other people saw it, and they started reaching out to me, they're like, whoa, how do I get in on the next Zoom, how do I get on the next Zoom? And I was just, let me add you to the group chat, let me add you to the group chat, let me add you to the group chat. And that's how, I think at one point we had like 45 people in there, you know, yeah. <laughs> So I was just like, I wanted everybody to enjoy that. I wanted everybody to experience that Zoom. And I thought that's what it'd be. Maybe we do a Zoom like once a month and I could invite like two or three like Levitard show people on there. 
Like that's what my idea was, you know, but it, man, somebody else had a better idea to turn into a podcast and it worked out pretty good. It did. I'd say it worked out well, at least, especially for the rest of us who didn't even have to help build it up to what it was. We just kind of came along for the ride. So we appreciate it. Um, Anything else on the one year that you want us to know or you want to say about the one year, the first Zoom, or anything over the last 12 months? Because this is kind of your happy anniversary. No, I mean, I just remember, like, ending that Zoom, and I was like, wow, man, like, these people are just like me. Like, we're all from different backgrounds. We all have different, like, personalities, but I feel like we all have the same sensibilities. A lot of us have the same sense of humor. Obviously, we all get the show, and it was just cool to know that there's, like, there's people out there that are like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I built a lot of uh, good relationships through this, and I'm, I'm happy, man. It got me a little emotional this morning. Good, man. I'm glad to hear. I, I imagine uh, the emotions also were a little mixed from a vacation you just got back from. It's always fun checking your accounts. Oh, after my God. Out of town. And when I said your vacation, just to clarify for Steak, out of the six, six of us here, Steak was there on day one. There are multiple other Lower Rangers, I'm sure, that were there that aren't on this Zoom. So if you're hearing this, happy anniversary to you as well, and we all appreciate what y'all did that day. With that, though, let's talk about your vacation, because all I know about vacations is dehydration and spending money. And somebody else, I don't remember who it was, I believe, um, Allie or Pam, was talking earlier in the chat about IVs, and it may have been Allie. And so when I think of vacation, I think of drinking, it kind of takes me back to a time where we all heard or used an IV. But Allie, was it you that started it? And I'm I'm genuinely asking, this isn't me filler busting. I can't remember filler, that word. Was it you, Allie? Yeah, it was me. Um, Dan apparently passed out this weekend at a restaurant, and I think it was Billy asked him if he got an IV, um, or if you remember getting an IV, and that the dehydration IV is, like, the best feeling in the entire world. And I was just wondering if anybody had any really good IV stories, whether they were giving one, receiving one, just the stories behind it. I'll save my story for last because it involves buttholes. Okay. Uh, thank you for throwing it back to buttholes to everybody else to just follow up. State, okay. did you ask yeah, uh, yeah. She says buttholes, and you're thinking me. Okay. Uh, first of all, the best IV drip is not the best IV is not for dehydration. It's a morphine drip. So get that right. And uh, here's my IV story. Uh, my daughter had a pinchinetta a couple years ago, and her mom sent out the invitations. You know, that's when a a, a, a woman a Mexican child becomes a woman when they turn 15 and it's a big party and ceremony. It's super dope, man. I've been to two of them. I love them. Um, but on the invitations, she put Penelope is turning IV because she don't know her Roman numerals apparently. And she thought, okay, I is one, V is five, one, five, right? Oh. And she, they went out like that. And I got mine in the mail and I was like, what the hell? I'm <laughs> turning four. What is wrong with you? We have like a good relationship where we like talk shit to each other, you know? Yeah. But she, that one was one where I was just, I kept making fun of her for, for like a year straight. And she just like finally, she like, did not ever allowed to mention IV to me ever again. <laughs> I think I made a mistake by going to steak first because uh, no pun intended there. I think he may have topped your story, Allie, by going rogue and still telling uh, an IV story that literally nobody else expected. Uh, Pam, have you ever been dehydrated enough to need an IV or know somebody that went through this? Um, so I have had multiple IVs, um, from drinking dehydration, but I was also a guinea pig, um, when my previous husband was in paramedic school while we were, um, engaged and first married, I was his test subject. So he would practice learning to 
uh, give IVs, learning to give injections, things like that on me. So I have had probably in about a six-month time period of paramedic school, I probably had 40 or 50 IVs. So I'm sorry. There's There's birds. Are those birds? They are birds. Let's listen to them for a little bit. They sound beautiful. It's Zen, right? Yeah, that's very cool. Hearing the Zen blended with, I've had over 50 IVs, multiple because of dehydration, and I don't want to turn this into the practicing with your ex-husband and all that because that seems like I don't want to go down that wormhole with you on a post-post game. But I do want to ask, how many times have you had to get an IV for being dehydrated out of alcohol because that is – and how did you pursue getting these so frequently? It seems like something that um, isn't just readily available. It's not. Again, said paramedic has come over and offered one time we were still married, and then two times since we have divorced, he has come over and given me an IV. Um, if anyone from the county he works in is listening uh, – I don't know what to tell you. Like, you'll have to ask him where he got the supplies. But, um, yeah, so I can I can think of three times over the years that I have been that drunk that he had to come over with bags. Was this at your request, or did he make a proactive decision? Um, I think when we were married, I rem- barely remember that night, and I think that was his decision. And then the two times since then, I have called and said, I need you. I'm dying. So. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a great ex. If I called any of my exes and said, I need you, I'm dying, they'd be like, and die. Because you seem like, I mean, outside of just Pedialyte because you're a baby, what else? Uh, have you Have you done the IV or have you heard of a funny IV story? No, I've never done an IV. Maybe thankfully, maybe not. Probably needed one sometimes. I did have a buddy when I was on spring break, my senior year of college, who ended up shitting blood. And so we took him to the hospital in the middle of Bahamas. Um, Their hospitals aren't the nicest, but uh, I stayed with him overnight. That was a fun story, but they gave him an IV there. He was better. Nothing really wrong, just dehydrated. So that's something you don't want to do. Actually, speaking of, I think... Allie had a butt story. I think I have something related to this. Maybe Allie should go first. Okay, yeah, I'll tell my butt story and IV story. So I was a young second lieutenant on my first uh, field exercise. So spending a week out in the field with a bunch of dudes in, like, 110-degree weather in June. So basically, long story short, I set up my sleeping place in a pile of poison ivy. So I ended up in the medical tent for like two days of the exercise. Didn't get to have any fun. So I happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time where I saw one of my coworkers get um, or basically having a heat stroke. So one of the first things you do when you're having a heat stroke is you have to get a rectal thermometer and you have to basically submerge yourself in ice cold water. So because he was getting the rectal thermometer in the tent right beside me, I got to see him completely exposed while they're pouring ice cold water on him, butt fully, butt cheeks fully spread, thermometer up there, basically drowning through his butthole. And that seemed very unpleasant and something I'd never, ever want to see again. I cannot wait for two butthole stories back to back. But before we do that, Kij, do you listen? Like, are you, are you a child? No, we had <laughs> Ali, Ali said she was going to go last. 
because of her story. And then and you inside your head thought maybe your butthole story is going to be better. So you made the executive decision to just throw it back to Allie and you missed Kyle. It's a mutiny. <laughs> so the issue is that there's there's nothing to do with uh, IVs in this story. So I didn't want to like jump the gun. Um, but basically I was on a, a float trip. So this is, I don't know if this is everywhere around the country, but in Missouri, you can go on a river and you rent a float, which is basically like a large raft, and you kind of uh, drink for like six hours straight while you're just floating down a river, a lazy river, you might say. Um, and, you know, some people got really drunk. And one friend in particular, his name is actually Frankie. Sorry, Frankie. Um, he was really drunk and then got the idea, hey, I'm on a butt chug. So he lowered his shorts and asked one of our friends to pour vodka down his butt. Luckily, we didn't have a funnel or anything, so I'm not sure how well it worked. Um, but he did get really drunk, and I had to save him from drowning several times. So, uh, I, yeah, no uh, butt chug. Kyle, I want to hear your story, and then, Kij, I'm going to get back to what you just did. And, and uh, Actually, no, I'm going to do it now because it's fresh in my mind. You thought I didn't want to take her shine because it has nothing to do with IVs. So you thought the transition was her tell her story, and then you moved the entire subject along to just butt chugging as if we were going to follow that up with more butt chugging stories. That, that's how you pictured that going is you were going to help move the segment of IVs along with a butt chugging story that wasn't related to IVs. Is that what was going on in your head? I'm sure you guys have butt chugging stories. Let me help you out, me help you out here, kids. I don't have a butt chugging story. You know why? Because I drink like a fucking grown up. Yeah, but... If I want to get drunk, I'm just going to drink out of a goddamn glass. I don't need to play no fucking games and stick funnels up my asshole. I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to pour a bunch of vodka in the glass, and I'm going to drink it until it's gone. And if not drunk enough, I'm going to pour more vodka in the glass and drink it. Tired of all you little kids drinking like little fucking frat boys. Grow up and drink like a man or a woman. Thank you. In the words of Lou, because I'm an adult, well done, Steak. And thank you for taking out kids and all of these other hipsters of drinking. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Kyle, do you have an IV story at all? And I know you're fresh out of the hospital after, your, I imagine, like the rest of us, watching your wife give pregnant, thinking of IVs or hospitals isn't the first thing that you want to talk about in danger of mixing up or saying something to get you in trouble. But do you have an IV story? Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to follow that from Kish, but... Um... I do have an IV story. One one of my good friends decided that while we were in college that he was going to drop like a thousand dollars on concert tickets uh, to go see Drake front row, um, the whole shebang. 
And while out before the concert, decided to drink enough that he needed paramedics to give him a IV. Completely missed the concert. Thousand dollars down the toilet, and he uh, forever will be called Drake in our group chat. All right, Kyle, do you want to talk about why you were in the hospital recently? Oh, I mean, I just had I have a child. And the so, name of the child? Name of the child, uh, Kevin Ito, due to the uh, the wonderful cameo I received. <laughs> so thank you so much, Steak Sauce. Appreciated it. Made my the the wild ride that was our hospital experience that much better. Um, so yeah, every everyone's doing well. Mama's doing well. Baby's How's little well. baby Kevinito treating you? He's great. He's great. We got our first checkup today. Fun times. All all the exciting parent stuff that I get to explore. Being freaked out every time he's. I think he stops breathing. All of it's so much fun. Speaking of bugs, <laughs> is he pooping mustard seeds still? What? <laughs> <Mustard> <laughs> No, baby, babies have that poop transition. Speaking of butts, transition, is the baby still pooping like that yellowish colored poop, like the mustard seeds? Are you experiencing that? No, we're just getting out of the black tar phase. So we haven't transitioned to anything else yet. So right now it still looks like oil. All right. Transition. So from, yeah, there's just been a lot of uh, butt poop. And so that's just what today's topic is going to be right after happy anniversary i apologize i don't have a smooth transition out of that but pam who lives out this is gonna be the smoothest transition ever you live out in an area today where you avoided something specific that i think kij also has done in his lifetime i did um so the route that i travel home i cross a mountain to get home from work and occasionally we have rock slides and today I bailed early because I knew we were recording two pods tonight, actually. And so I wanted to get home and get my crap done before we started. So I left like 45 minutes earlier than I normally do. And it's a good thing because when I got home, I saw that the route that I come home, it was closed because there was a rock slide at some point in that 45-minute time frame between the time I passed through and the time I got home. I don't know. So yeah, rocks slid down the mountain, covered the road. Well, when that's happens, normal. Uh, it happens a few times, like three or four times a year. We had a ton of rain today, so it's it happens usually when we get big rain or when the snow melts. So if you're just like on the road when that happens, like your car just gets hit by rocks and you die, or what, it what could. Happens? I mean, I guess it could. I'm sure it does happen. I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah, it. I have seen, like, a small-ish rock come down the mountain onto the highway before, but never one. I mean, it would tear your car up, but it wouldn't be big enough to, like, hurt you. I've never seen, like, a big one come down. I did get caught one day coming home, and there was a big one. There was, like, a big rock, and we sat in traffic for, like, five hours. It should take me 45 minutes to get home. It took me five hours to get home. Because there's no way, I mean, there's only so many routes to get across the mountain. And why I should have just doubled back and gone a different way. And But I felt committed. And, yeah, so I sat for five hours. For the sake of the transition to Kij, I'm going to say you avoided death today. I and did. I, yeah. Well, the day's not over yet. I could still <laughs> You avoided death by landslide or natural disaster as of right now at this time. At, thus far. Kij. Have you mentioned a tornado story earlier that you also may have 
avoided something similar? Yeah. So I never really experienced Chano until I moved to St. Louis. Have I ever mentioned that, by the way? Um, but <laughs> but basically, I left my wallet on a bus, and thankfully, like I called the like main bus station or whatever, and they actually had it. No one stole my wallet, probably because there was no money in there. And I, you know, get into my car without a without a license or maybe even took like a rental car um, and started driving. I didn't really check the weather or anything, but the Midwest is pretty known for tornadoes. And I've, you know, like seen like dust levels and shit and like kind of been near a tornado, but not actually seen it. Um, so as I'm driving to this bus station, all of a sudden, you know, the cloud, the, the clouds start covering the sky, it gets really, really dark. It's hailing. There are 30 mile per hour winds like just out of nowhere and the wind keeps picking up and picking up and picking up and I see a tornado right in front of my face and I'm on the highway, mind you, um, but I realized that a couple of cars are smarter than me and probably more experienced than me and they started taking cover underneath like other highways, like bridges and I parked behind one of these cars and hit and I saw this giant tornado literally go over this highway that I was on and it was scary as shit but literally like five minutes later clear skies as if nothing happened and I recovered my license in my wallet and I'm alive yeah tornadoes windstorms all, all those things are always a little iffy and I feel horrible so those of y'all obviously can't tell they are listening to this I'm in a hotel traveling this week flew out this morning this is the third tornado warning that has occurred when I travel out of town in my hometown. So this is the third time in which my wife is at home. And it seems like it only happens while I'm gone, or at least every time I'm gone, it happens during the season. So yeah, it's like a huge guilt trip right now. And none of that is meant to be serious. It's just, I get a joke text from my wife every time it happens with a copy of the weather and says, you did this on purpose because she thinks I just look for when tornadoes are going to come. And then I plan travel around them, um, which she will never listen to this. So I don't need to explain that I do not because she'll never hear it anyways. Has anybody else here had any sort of near-death experience that is worth talking about that they want to share? I don't want to make somebody relive some moment in their uh, life. Well, I'm from New Mexico. I don't know if I mentioned that before. But uh, we don't have to worry about natural disasters and shit killing you here. We just have to worry about, you know, people killing you. So when I was 16, a drug dealer put a shotgun in my mouth. That was pretty scary. Um, I've had guns pulled on me multiple times, you know. Just, you know, easy shit. I don't have to worry about the wind killing me or rocks. Just drug dealers and shit. I wonder who's killed more people, drug dealers or Mother Nature in the history of, like, modern-day civilization. That's a good head-to-head right there. It really is. Uh, I think natural disasters are, like, more efficient than you would think, like. I think they're more yeah. efficient, but they're not doing it as consistently, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody's probably – Kish, you love math and science. Can you get on that? And next week you can bring some numbers back. So drug dealers are like volume shooters, you know? What, what years are we talking about, modern era, what are you saying? Since, like, drugs were invented? Cause yeah, yeah I think, like, since – I don't like even know. Yeah. So like yeah, so start with the 80s to now. 80s to now. So like, I'll look it up. So like, 85. Yeah. yeah. I'm betting on Mother Nature, though. Yeah, I am, too, be- because I didn't consider drowning. Yeah, tsunamis, mm. earthquakes, all that shit, hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I apologize to anybody if we if there weren't a lot of transitions here. Uh, again, travel threw me off, and I feel like I find a new reason to apologize for any unsmooth transition I have every other Monday. 
but the biggest thing I think we, we wanted to do today was, uh, one, welcome Stig back, and then, two, just tell him uh, congratulations. Tell congratulations to the team because um, I, I know it took a lot of effort to get to one year and be this consistent and see the improvement we have, and even with our newcomers like Allie and Kyle. Um, is there anybody here that wanted to say anything just about the one year to anybody or anything else? Because I, I didn't give a lot of people time to do it, and I, we have Pam. So today is my 10 months. So 10 months ago today, Steak DM'd me. I was at the beach with my girls, and I got a DM, and I was like, oh, my God, I follow him. Like, this is so exciting. And um, he asked me if I would be interested in joining an upcoming Zoom that was going to be, like, on that Sunday or something. And it was Ant. It was the Zoom with Ant. And, um, yeah. Thank you, Steak. This has been amazing and fun and wonderful. And thank you, Flem, because I got the invite because of whatever you did, whoever you told that I would be a good fit. It got somehow it got to Steak and Eric who agreed they should at least, I don't know, talk to me and find out. So thank you for your part and thank you, Steak, for the invite. Yeah, thank you for joining us. You like fit in seamlessly like right off the bat. Um, that that's all. I'll give credit to Flem. Me and Flem were always cool, even during his Jerns days where everybody hated him. I think there was a group of like three or four of us that were still cool with him. And then he he DM me. He's like, hey, if I can't, like, I'm not asking for me to join, but this girl Pamela is really cool. She's really funny. You should get her on. Like, and I was like, yeah, you know, Flem type typed you up, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it worked out perfectly. Aww. And I did make a false threat where I was like, if if not, then I'm going to just keep attacking and attacking and attacking. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure but no Pam I mean yeah no thanks you you crush every week so yeah all right well I think on that note um yeah we're gonna let everybody go it's actually a shorter PPG because like Pam mentioned earlier we do have another recording later and I, I think the biggest thing we talked about was with Steak so Steak um once again man congratulations to you and of course to everybody else here but uh thanks again and everybody else uh enjoy midweek mentions this time I mean it I won't call them not funny and uh see you next week Peace. Yeah, done. All right. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.